Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Yes, that is Judge. The real and literally, literally, as soon as you hit the intro, he started parking. I, I, I can't hear because I have my AirPods in, but I think he thinks that he heard fireworks again. So, oh, he's about to, you're about to get in trouble, dude. You're, you're about to get in trouble. He's, he's looking at me right now. Hey, hey, quick! Back up, Derek. He's under my, he, he's under my, he's under my desk now. But good, good evening. How are you? Back up, Derek. Back up, Terry. Hey, let's see if he, let's see what he does about this. Bag up, bag up, bag up, Terry. What in reverse, Terry? Nah, he took that pretty well. He took that pretty well, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, thunderstorms here in East Tennessee. What was that? Two days ago? Or was that yesterday? Yesterday, was yesterday? and right now. Yeah, out, or at least out out by me in South, good old South Knoxville. It's a uh, it looks like it's about to come down real good, and I think Judge hears the the thunder, and he has PTSD from fireworks. <laughs> yeah. uh, three straight nights of fireworks. Of course, there were there were a little bit of fireworks July third, and then the whole shebang July fourth. And I apologize if anybody listening is one of those people, but the idiots who shoot fireworks off on July fifth at twelve thirty a.m. like. Come on, do we have to do that? I'm all for fireworks and whatnot, but really, the day after, well into the morning, well, when people have to be up early for work, are they the worst? Come on, the worst. The worst. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. It was popping them off over here uh, Tuesday evening, and I was like, y'all didn't pop all your fireworks on Fourth of July? I mean, That's it was going on Saturday. It was going on Sunday. The fourth was Monday. Like, how much do you actually have? My goodness. But, hey, man, I can handle it for a couple of days. It's not a big deal to me. I just find it hilarious. But for you, my friend, next year around this time, Mr. McKee, Ben Jr., will be coming up on his first birthday. And um, he might be asleep. And those fireworks may wake him up. So, uh, yeah, I don't see. I don't. It's it's definitely a circumstance or situational. I personally do not care about fireworks. They do not bother me. But when I have a pregnant wife who could literally go into labor at any moment, and she's still working, and she works from six a.m. to two p.m., and she gets up at about four thirty, and and somebody's shooting off fireworks July fifth yeah. at twelve thirty a.m., and it sets the dog off, and she's trying to sleep. While about to go into to labor, that that's when I get annoyed. Where, where, so it, it is certainly circumstantial. If I if I didn't have those circumstances, I would not have cared one bit. Where is she? Where is she right now? She is she home? She's on the phone with her with her aunt right now. Tell tell her to come show us the belly, man. Show us the belly. No, 
I'm just kidding, man. She's on the phone right now. Y'all don't want to see that. I'm just, I'm, I don't want to see I'm that. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding, hundred percent. Um, man, starting the show. I can show you my belly if you want. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I don't want to see anybody's belly today. I don't even want to see my own. So we, we good, Ben. We are good because Tennessee heating up a little bit. Tennessee's not really the only team in the SEC heating up. Florida's heating up in recruiting. LSU has got a couple commitments. It's just not Tennessee, but it's good that Tennessee is getting who they wanted. Tennessee targeted a few guys, and they're filling needs that they think they have, and that's always the good the good news. Uh, wasn't nothing but a couple days ago when the sky was falling. And, you know, Danny White was being blamed for, you know, shortcomings with Cardinal Tate. But here we are today with – Cam Seldon, four-star wide receiver, one of the top players in the country, uh, a dude that is uh, – I ain't seen a high school player at 220 pounds run that fast in his 100-meter dash. I haven't seen that in a very, very long time. Dude is, dude is special. And, um, of course, he is ranked differently, being by different publications out there, different recruiting uh, sites. On three has him as the sixth best athlete in the country, 182nd overall. Uh, ESPN has him as a top 100 uh, player overall in the country at 75. As a 14th athlete, uh, 247 loves him, has him as the 24th overall player. And then Rivals doesn't have him ranked as an overall player nationally. Uh, just yet, their last time they updated the rankings were was at the beginning of of June. But anyways, Penn State wanted him, but he said, "I'm coming to Tennessee." Um, ben, Tennessee's in a position to to really uh, rake up some some commits over the last couple of days. Yeah, speaking of fireworks, Tennessee's been popping off it, it, its own fireworks. It's it's been Fourth of July over on campus for quite a few days, uh, even even since just the last time we spoke this time last week, uh, last Friday. I, I I think it was last Friday. You had Tyree Weathersby mm-hmm. commit, yep. the defensive end, uh, sh- strong, athletic. Um, I, I, I think he should be a, a really good player. Well, one of those players that goes under the, under the radar in the state of Georgia, maybe because – the Bulldogs don't want him. And I know there are some that, that that will freak out that Georgia didn't want him, but Georgia can draft its class right now. So I, I don't freak out about the fact that Georgia just simply didn't want him. There, there's too many good players to all go to Georgia in, in one class. Um, uh, you, you got Christian Conyers, who I, I think that's a, a heck of a recruiting win uh, for, for Tennessee to beat out Kentucky when Kentucky has two 10-win seasons in its last four. And Mark Stoops, he always turns out good defenses. He's had a lot of success with defensive backs lately. Uh, Conyers is, is from Bowling Green. He's from the state of Kentucky. He's the top prospect on rivals from the state of Kentucky, and he can absolutely run, absolutely run. And for Tennessee to beat out Kentucky for him, that that is a heck of a recruiting win. And it, it's not because Tennessee just – 
dropped off the bag nil wise for, for Christian Conyer. I know uh, Mark Stoops is in the the news right now for some of his nil comments. Man, he in his uh, feelings, today. ain't he? Man, why yes, he, why he, he is feeling so much. He didn't come to Tennessee because nil. He he is going to be taken care of. Don't get it wrong. He will benefit from nil at Tennessee, but there's a reason Tennessee had a big lead. He went to Kentucky. Mm. That big lead mm. disappeared. Mm. And then he came to Knoxville and, and Tennessee was able to, to get that done. So uh, it wasn't because NIL happened with Christian Kanye. And I'm saying that because if a, if a Kentucky fan is listening right now, their comment would be, oh, the only reason he's going to Tennessee is because Tennessee gave him a nice NIL deal. He's being taken care of. But from my understanding, he could have made more NIL-wise, at least going into college at Kentucky, than he could have at Tennessee. Whoa, 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 man. So you ain't telling me Tennessee had this big old wide lead. Wide. Wide is all outside. And then he goes to Kentucky, and then there's actual fear that he could go to Kentucky. Was the visit that good at Kentucky or or – was the opportunities to get in the NIL game just that good and made him really, really, really think about going to Kentucky? Like, I mean, what happened up there? Man? It was Medea wide. My goodness. It, 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 it must have been the official, the official visit photos uh, that, that he was able to take in the checkerboards there at Kroger Field that, that was able to, to shrink the, the Medea wide lead that Tennessee had on Kentucky going into that official visit. I just, man, I just find it hilarious that um, you get all these these coaches, they get all holier than thou um, when the cameras is on, when the microphones are on. But how about how about you come on and talk about some of them deals you were offering under the table and when the lights were off? How about you do that? Um, Trying to get guys to get into the portal. Mm-hmm, the tampering. But, but but that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I don't have any tea. I'll be sipping mine right now too. But but it's been a, a really nice re- recruiting stretch for Tennessee. I, I know there's been some losses as well. Part uh, of most it. notably, Big Francis. But yeah. that is part of it. And you want to talk about nil? That 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 is the primary reason I think Francis picked Miami over Tennessee. He had a great relationship with Mario Cristobal. We know Mario can recruit. Uh, he had a great relationship with uh, the Miami offensive line coach, a long-standing relationship with both of them uh, when when they were at Oregon, um, and and so that that played a role as well. But I don't think that Tennessee could have done anything differently with Francis. I think they did the the best that they could, and Miami's just just <laughs> they're, they're forking out a lot of cash right now or a lot of NIL opportunities, and they're not shying away from it. So you pair that with the relationship with Mario Cristobal and the offensive line coach, and that's why Tennessee gets beat out there. But it's not because Tennessee was lacking or because Tennessee did something wrong. Tennessee did it did its absolute best job recruiting Francis. It, it just didn't work out. But Christian Conyer, Tyree Weathersby, uh, a five-star athlete, uh, Jonathan Eccles from IMG, who Tennessee likes at the tight end, uh, a good chunk of schools are recruiting him as an edge. Some people think he'd be a, a better edge rusher. Uh, but Tennessee loves him as a, a tight end. He's a freak athlete in the 2024 class. He's already projected, ranked as one of the best players in that 2024 class. And 
Uh, Tennessee will have to fight tooth and nail to keep him on board until signing day. He's too good not to, and that's a long ways away. But, man, that's a heck of a recruiting job, Swain, when Princeton fan and Jacob Warren are nice football players. Yep. But I think they combined for 30 catches last year, and you look on the recruiting trail, and you have Ethan Davis uh, this year tied in, who is an absolute stud, four-star, and, and could go just about anywhere. He's committed to Alex Kolish and, and Josh Heupel. And then in the 2024 class, you, you have another five-star tight end who's viewed as one of the best football players in his class. For for Tennessee to not really have a game-changing tight end in its offense at the moment and to be able to get potentially two game-changing tight ends back-to-back in back-to-back classes, that's a heck of a recruiting job right there, Swain. So what would you say about the freak out a couple of days ago and – the jubilation today is that just kind of part of it <laughs> kind of part of it right yeah, it, yeah and look aside from nico cam selden may be my best my my favorite recruit that tennessee's gotten that and, and that kid has flown under the radar because he doesn't he doesn't care about the the glitz and glamour of recruiting i don't think he's even tweeted out yet that he's committed to tennessee <laughs> i like that and, i like that I know, I do too. And I don't think he's posted on Instagram either. He had an Instagram live going when he announced earlier on CBS Sports HQ. And I don't know if you watched that, Swain, but for anybody who did watch it, the kid could not have been less interested in doing an interview. And that's just kind of his personality. I mean, one word answers, and you could tell the studio host was kind of annoyed and, and <laughs> cut away from the whole shebang sooner than they probably were anticipating. And then he was like, he set him up. He tossed him the softball. Where are you going to be playing in, in school? And uh, he 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 said, hold on. And like he didn't say anything for thirty seconds. <laughs> he even put the, the the mic in front of. I'm assuming a, a young girl and his family member. She looked three, four years old, and she, she was too shy to tell everybody where he was committed. But it it didn't exactly go according to plan. If if you're a TV producer, so that my point is like he doesn't love the glitz and glamour. And that is why you maybe haven't heard as much about him and probably why he doesn't have more scholarship offers than he does because he, I don't think that he gets out and, and really hits the trail in terms of camps and whatnot. Mm. But look, I, I, I'm not saying he is going to be Debo Samuel, but that's the comparison he's getting because of how di- dynamic he is with the ball in his hands as a running back. And he can split out wide as a wide receiver. And he is already aside from Nico, my, my, most exciting recruit that Tennessee's gotten in this class so far. Let me tell you something, Ben. That boy is 220 pounds, and I watched his huddle and checked out his his. I guess I was kind of stalking his timeline a little bit because I saw on his timeline I saw some some track highlights where his team had uh, won a state championship in track, and so they won the four by 100. They obviously he he won the 100, and uh, I was just watching him run, and I was like. Yo, somebody that big should be running that like that fast. And he reminded me a little bit of Meacham, just being that big and running that fast. Meacham was all 220 and was running was running four threes consistently. And I mean, <laughs> this this young man is running, and I had it written down. Um, what was that ten point seven? Was it ten seven something that he that he was that he Ran in this one hundred. I think it was a ten point seven. Yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous how how fast he is, and I have no problem with the uh, Debo Samuel's comparison. When you look at his size, 
I wonder how quick he is because Debo's very, very quick side to side. Uh, but Debo's very, very versatile. And you can put him at running back. You can put him at wide receiver. And, boy, this is a great, great pickup for, for Tennessee. And I'm, I agree with you, man. Uh, under the radar, and you hear that all the time sometimes uh, when you have a player who's not like a five-star. But here's a dude who's a top 100 player. Here's a four-star player who was kind of under the radar, which is kind of crazy to to say, but he truly is under the radar. Wow. I'm, I'm, and Tennessee's I'm not done yet. Look, they, they've had a, a nice a nice week. I I really do like Christian Conyer. I'm, I'm not saying that because uh, he, he committed to Tennessee. I think it would be a great pickup if, if he were going to Kentucky. I, I think he's just going to be a good SEC corner. Uh, he, he's tall and, and has a lot of length. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him in Nashville uh, at, at the Music City Bowl. Uh, we at VolQuest recorded some recruit videos, and he was one of the ones that we talked to. And, and I saw him in person. He is He's long and, and tall, and, and he can run. He is an absolute he could be a game changer with the ball in his hands as well, just from a, a speed aspect. I mean, he, he could probably return punts, return kicks. He could probably play receiver at the next level, honestly. Yeah, he could. I, I don't know about the intricacies and, and fundamentals and route running and all that, but in terms of speed, just get the ball in his hands and let him go to work. So Man, when you get that. a guy like Christian, Christian Conyer and Cameron Selden, and you have a chance to, to add some, some, some more guys coming up here soon, on top of the, the Tyree Weathersby and uh, there's all there, there's this there's this little side crowd that's just waiting to, to run their mouth and, and yet you look up at the recruiting rankings and I know you and I have had a million conversations about recruiting rankings they're, they're not the end all be all mm. but you do look up at them and all of a sudden Tennessee's in the top ten while people are complaining mm. despite barely winning lately. Hey mm. man. Some folks thrive off the negativity. Don't know what to do when there's good stuff to talk about. There's going to be bumping bumps in the road. There's going to be some setbacks. Tennessee is in a freaking rebuild again with a second-year coach under uh, field investigation as a program. Um, the SEC is getting tougher, but for Tennessee right now to be in the top ten of recruiting, yo, I don't know what you're bitching about unless you're creating, trying to create narratives to have some content. Maybe that's it. But, hey, I ain't complaining. Tennessee's in a good place. We will take our first break of the evening. We'll come back more recruiting uh, conversation, more Tennessee conversation here. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live. I'm live here from the Low-T Center studio. Ben is live from the Memphis Grizzly Man Cave, the New York Yankee Man Cave, whatever you want to call it. That's where Ben is. He's from the house. So we'll take a first break of the evening evening, and be right back. Stay with us. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup 
Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't say! Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. this evening it's great to be with you this evening Tennessee came out with a pretty detailed strategic plan made it transparent for everyone to see and know the expectations of Tennessee something that Danny White and his staff been talking about putting out for months and months and months I, I thought they forgot about it because I know I forgot about it I was like man oh oh that's what they were talking about the plan um, so I encourage everyone to go check it out. I think it's good for you to know the expectations of the administration. There's, there's been so many times when, like, you ask yourself, like, does he, do these people care about winning? Like, do you, do we even care about winning? Well, you have a document that's transparent that you can see, everybody can see. Yo, these are the plans, so they can be held accountable. So we can be held accountable. It includes everybody doing their part to ensure that, you know, we get to where we all want to be. And that's uh, back at the top. So uh, let's get to the phones. Uh, give us a call, 865-255-03. If you're listening on the app, all you have to do is just click call call the show. And uh, it does all the, 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 the dialing for you. Catch you straight into the show. And uh, we'll... Put you on hold if we're currently talking and uh, get right to you. Just tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and uh, we'll take your phone calls, and we'll do it right now. Let's see who do we have with us this evening. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Jay Swizzle. Oh, good evening, Ben Jammin. My man. What's up, Big Orange Matt? What's going on, brothers? Y'all doing all right? Man, we're great, man. We are great. Good to hear from you. Glad y'all enjoyed the fourth. Uh, I did a little blowing up some fireworks with the little fellas and uh, had a big time on 4th of July. Uh, sorry for the neighborhood dogs and whatnot. We we had uh, <laughs> we had Battle of Fallujah and Iraq going on. 
Love it. <laughs> Love it. Did you win? Uh, yeah, man. We we always win for with you live, baby. World champ. <laughs> hey, it's fun, uh, man. Man, listen. Mark Stoops need to talk to them big horse people up there in Lexington if they want to improve uh, stealing recruits from Tennessee. Now, I remember they got two young men from Summit High School, man. and they was running around, oh, oh, we stealing kids out of Tennessee now. We're like, all right, cool. You, that, that's fine and that's cool. But now we go snatching kids out of Bowling Green, which, by the way, there's a very good program up there in Bowling Green, Southport High School. Uh, they won the state title in 2015 and 2018. It's a fairly new school. It's a very, very good program up there. Um, but to now he crying about, oh, they're in the hell. No, it, it ain't our fault we got deep pockets. You need to talk to them big host people up there. You tell them to get on board with your pro. They got big pockets up there too, Big Orch, Mac. It just ain't going to football. They, they, they well, yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's the reason why Paul Bryant left Lexington because they give uh, him a watch and they give Adolph Rupp a Cadillac. And, they, and Adolph Rupp had, didn't even make the final four that year. Basketball. So, basketball. And, and he was racist. <laughs> I mean, his first yes, name is Adolf. <laughs> yes, he was. That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, can you kind of explain, you know, in some small detail about uh, what Coach, uh, uh, Coach, that gummy, uh, AD Danny White, you know, what the plan is, you know, uh, what, what what's the plan? Well, it's, it's really a set of, guidelines um, and um, just kind of a roadmap to accomplishing the goals uh, that set out for the athletic program and its core values, its, its vision, um, you know, talking about the culture, talking about the resources. And listen, it's transparent. It's like, hey, man, we, we got to have a bigger budget. So, it's a call, really, to action for everybody. Like, hey, man, this is this is what we need to operate. Um, and this is our vision. This is what we want to do. We're going to chase championships. But in order to do that, you know, we kind of – we need we need your help. We need the yeah, we yeah, need, we we need, need, we need everybody on board. Like, we need everybody getting involved. And I remember early in Danny White's tenure, he talked about everyone having skin in the game. And, you know, over time we have heard – little tidbits from Danny of exactly what he means. What he means is everybody has a part to play for Tennessee athletics to be successful. And it's not just coaches. It's not just players. It's not just, you know, him. It's, it's really everybody. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what this is. It's called rise glorious. Um, and the reason why it's called that is from, you know, UT's I'm a model song. Uh, so it took a little bit of, of the song and, and named it rise glorious. Um, but it's right there on utsports.com, big big orange Mac, and uh, it's it's detailed, it's outlined, um, it's 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 all there for you. Um, but I know Danny wants to be transparent. He doesn't want to. And it's on certain things he just can't talk about publicly, right? You know. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. for the most part, he wants to be transparent about where we are as a program and what we need to do to get to where we want to be. So um, I like it, and um, it allows the fans to hold the administration accountable. So, yeah, you yep. see what they want to do. All right, well, 
if we don't do it, remember, remember, guys, remember this document you put out, you know, in July 2022. Remember, remember that? It's like, yeah, we remember it. So it's a, it's an opportunity for fans to hold administration accountable, hold the coaches accountable, hold the players accountable, uh, and for them to do the same thing to us as well. So uh, it's about accountability and transparency. Good deal, good deal. Hey, anything to to get us back to where we belong in the college uh, athletics world. Uh, one more thing about recruiting. Uh, I noticed we've been recruiting a lot of track guys here lately. We're going back. <laughs> you know, we're go, we're getting back into old bag of tricks. You know, getting these. You know, and, and, you know, it started way back in the '60s, and somewhere along the way, we got away from that, and now we're starting to get these track guys back. Uh, on, on the football field, and that got me really excited uh, 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 about, you know, recruiting these track guys. Hey, man, I'm going to get off here. Love, good to uh, talk to y'all again. Uh, ben Jammin, brother, I'm waiting for little Ben to come. Look, so Uncle Mac can teach him all the dirty stuff. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't wait. I can't wait. He'll be, he'll be here. Could be here any minute. Outstanding. Love y'all, man. Y'all have a good night. Much love, Mac. Good to hear from you. Oh, man. Big Mac can't wait to babysit. It's <laughs> on. It is I on. Don't know. I, don't, I don't know that Big Orange Mac's going to be uh, babysitting a little bit. 865 is our telephone number uh, here on the Swain event. Um, before we continue, got to tell you guys about uh, what Hiller has going on this month in July. Uh, you can take advantage of uh, a couple free promotions going on. And I'll tell you the one that I took advantage of this this month myself. Um, you can get a free whole home surge protector and interest-free financing for 12 months with a purchase of a new whole home generator. You can also get a free programmable thermostat and interest-free financing up to 48 months on select new HVAC systems. And that's what I did this past Saturday. Um, got a new HVAC installed. Had um, Hella come in today. Um, had a couple of Nest uh, thermostats installed. And, uh, man, really, really cool, really convenient. But prices are going up on everything. And my house is a little bit older, and the last time that the HVAC system was replaced was 20 years ago, and it was working fine, but I just know that here in the next couple of years, the price is either going to go up or go down, and it's probably going to go up. So just went, all, went ahead and took advantage of this promotion right now and got that replaced. Uh, also, free water sensor leak detector and interest-free financing for 12 months when you buy a new tankless water heater. So go to their website, happyhealer.com. All the purchases come with a free Happy Healer Club membership. So go to the website and check out what they can do for you. Uh, thank you, Big Orange Mac, for, for the phone calls. Always good to hear from you. Um, I got a couple text messages, a couple DMs, a couple messages on Twitter. Like, Ben, Ben and Swain, speaking that truth about recruiting. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um these coaches got some nerve, man. And if I'm if I'm Coach Calipari, I'm like, yo, Mark, shut your ass up. <laughs> like, Mark, what you doing? Shh. Hush. <laughs> Hush, man. 
like when when you attempt to do something that you're calling other schools out for doing and you fail at it, it's a bad look, man. See, the public don't know. But there's a few people that know. There's more than a few people that know. Like, come on, man. Stop. Stop it. Like, Stoops and Moro, Moro, they just look silly. I told you. They look silly right I, now. I told you, didn't I? I told you he was going to tweet. He was tweeting. He was tweeting <laughs> on his daughter's wedding day. Like, it was basically two tweets that he put together. He said, this is about to be the best day of my life, referring to his daughter's wedding. And then said, we'll see those dudes later in the season on the field. Bro, send two tweets. Send one tweet talking about your daughter wedding, how happy you are to be there and, and give your hand, give her hand away and give her away in marriage. And then have another tweet voicing your displeasure that you got dunked on by Tennessee. Like, you could do that. But instead, he put the two tweets in the one tweet. Weird, man. Like, you're going to lose recruiting battles. Like, you don't see Tennessee out here and Josh Heifel crying about losing Francis to Miami. Like, no. You just you just keep recruiting, man. Like, you just keep moving. And they had all the reason in the world to tweet about Carnell Tate, and they did not. Yeah. I mean, hey, Ohio State stepped up. Well, I was more so referencing my belief is that Carnell may have used Tennessee a little bit to to up his – well, his yeah. price with, with Ohio State. If so smart, would. with Tennessee being used, they, they, they could have felt sour. I mean, I would have done the same thing. But and that's no, no, I, no. I know. I'm not saying that Carnell was in the wrong. That's good business. No, it's, right there. It's that's great. That, business. That, that's that's. But if you're Tennessee, if I was Tennessee, recruiting and putting all this effort into Carnell and, and making all these things shake when he's on campus. I'd be a little bit chapped if, if he used me to up his deal. Like I know it's part of the game, but I'd I'd still be frustrated that I was being used. Yeah. Just take just just and, take and, that. And you pair that and yeah, I mean Tennessee could have tweeted. My point is that Tennessee being used and Ohio State out in ILing them in a way, <laughs> they they could have tweeted their feelings like Vince Morrow did, but Josh Heifel doesn't stoop that low. Just take he's the, the go. Just take the L, man. Like so if if Christian Conyer would have picked Kentucky. And we got win of, of, all right, he picked Kentucky because Kentucky came big with the NIL. Like, I wouldn't have said anything publicly. Like, I would have said, good job, man. Good job, Kentucky. Good job, Conyer. That's That would have been my reaction. Hey, game recognized game. Big bang tech, little bank. It is what it is. This is a business now. Like, I wouldn't have gotten my feelings like that. But can't say the same for for other folks. I don't I don't get it. I complain about something that that you're doing, you're doing yourself. Anyways, um, and it's it's allowed. This is the conversation that we had with Texas A&M in Alabama. To to a certain extent, it is allowed. Technically, the school isn't isn't supposed to be facilitating the, these offers, and that's a different conversation. But for the most part, just for the sake of this particular conversation, you're allowed to do it. So, like, what what's the big deal? The shade, the shade. I missed this text box. And, and I'll, I'll see you on the field, or we'll see them on the field. 
How's that been working out for you? <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we, all right. Cool. You're two and seven against them. <laughs> like, we'll see. And, and it's feel. not like that. It's not like Tennessee's been winning a bunch of games down here. It's not like you beat Rick Barnes or Tony Vitello. I know. Like, the last time they came down here, Ben, they clapped them cheeks, though. They did clap our cheeks. They, they, they clapped JG's cheeks. <laughs> oh, it, it, don't put it all on him. All, they beat all, all of our the, asses. All, Everybody all who's wearing cheeks, orange cheeks. that day, they beat all of our asses. Don't try to put it on JG. Look, the Kentucky baseball coach has done more against Tony Vitello than Mark Stoops and Vince Morrow has done against Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, and Josh Heifel. Hey, we may be speaking some truth, throwing a little shade at Kentucky, but we got to keep it real here. When Kentucky embarrassed us at home, had me, I was on vacation. I was in South Carolina. I was in, I was in the Adidas outlet store. Wifey likes Adidas. We was in there. Lame. Man, hey, they got some fly stuff. But she was, she was, she was looking, looking at some stuff. She got some fly stuff. I ain't gonna let her walk out the store with no, with no, with no trash now. And she got way more style than both of us combined, Ben, and her pinky <laughs> finger. Trust me. Anyways, so we in there, and uh, you know I ain't paying attention. I'm, I'm watching the game on, on my phone. I'm on YouTube TV. I'm watching the game. I'm locked in. Like, yeah, let's go. Let's go. First interception. What the? Second interception. Oh, By JG. Oh, Lord. By JG. Oh, he ain't the only one who threw interceptions that day, man. The game was over when JT shot through his. <laughs> the, the point is, they got us. They beat us down. You got to take an L. You, you, we took that L. But then come back the next year and um, you, ha- you handle business. And then last year, I mean, how did you lose to Tennessee last year? How did you lose to Tennessee last year? You had no business losing to Tennessee last year. Josh Heifel's first season? The crazy one is how did you lose to Jeremy Pruitt in his first season? (laughs) Like, whoa. And they got beat down. It it was like 24 to 7. I mean, how did he had no business losing to Tennessee last year? Pruitt's Pruitt's first year. Yeah, yeah. His first season. Yeah, yeah, no business. So when he was calling plays, offense. Yeah, yeah. But when I, hey, but when I see, we'll see them dudes in a few months. LOL. I'm like, uh, what you laughing at? You got losing record versus Tennessee. Let me get to the phones, man. This is a clear. big one too. Yeah, losing record against Tennessee. Thompson. we'll see them dudes in a few months. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sure they will love to see. Kentucky again. Especially, we can't wait. Especially Jabari Small, so he can embarrass a DB in open field again. All right, let's see. let's see who we got on the phone. Uh, good evening. Hey, it's me, it's me. What's up, Turkey Man? What you doing, guys? Oh, you know, we just, we just, we just chilling. Just, just waiting to have a kid. You wait to have a kid. I'm, I'm done. I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the, about being, being a daddy. I'm excited. I'm very excited that. too. I can't. Well, I I'm can't very wait excited to, too. They hear hear the daddy stories. Oh, I can't wait to get Pete <laughs> on in the face. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. I got little. I got little TPs though. Put over the TP when I change them. <laughs> they got. They got. Little, they got some meat TPs. Yeah. <laughs> Dang man, they come out with some creative stuff, don't they? Yeah. 
Have you have you been in training a, a diaper changing man? I I have not. I have not ever changed a diaper. I have not practiced, so should be interesting. No, it ain't that hard. Got like riding a bike. You figure it out. It's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, just 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 wipe front to back, man. Don't be don't be don't be yeah. don't, don't be messing little man up, man. Yeah, just watch yeah, just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess a little man up, man. Just say, just say it's rain. <laughs> Don't mess him up. All right, Turkey, man, enough of that. Yeah. Hey, I was wondering, man, is that the crane they put to them letters up? That's the same one they got Butch off of Governor Trump with. That's yes, same, same crane. crane. It you was. Same <laughs> yes, it, it was. Yeah, you, I wrote my name on it. Over, I watched it. I remember when you went over, it was, it was, on, it was live Live action right there. Yeah, Charlie Charlie Burris and I were, were on the news <laughs> for it. <laughs> Representing the Swain event. That's exactly that's what, that's what we was chasing chasing airplanes and <laughs> Oh, we've come a long way since You say airplanes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you thirty man, did you say airplanes? <laughs> you just say airplanes, thirty man. <laughs> it's just didn't say airplane, you man. I'll tell you what. You're as bad as trying to call in that stage show you're on. What is, I said it's bad as a It's just bad as trying to call in on that. That guy that does the screening, what you going to talk about? Hey, they, they need to know, man. We need to know what you're going to talk about, Turkey Man. Can't be well, catching us off guard calling in talking about anything. We need a heads up. <laughs> what you going to talk about? Well, I said, well, I said, to talk about about dogs. I said, I'm going to talk a little bit about dogs. What kind of dogs do uh, Josh would have? No, we, we didn't move on that. Well, I said, listen, a few more minutes, he's still talking about dogs. Oh, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> we'll have to have a team meeting about that. We'll, 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 see, we'll see what's up about that turkey band. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, he's still talking about dogs. I mean, who, who, who would you want to talk about a dog if you talk about dogs? You want me to talk about dogs, wouldn't you? Turbine. Who's on first? I, I have, I have no clue first. what's going Hold on, on right now. Hey, uh, before I get off from here, uh, how come? How, you only heard me say this. I was so excited about getting Big Francis. Yes. What happened? He went to Miami, Turkey Band. I mean, we beat Miami last time we played him. Damn, Francis don't give a damn about that. <laughs> what year was that, Turkey Man? It was 2003. Well, Francis probably he wasn't even born. Yeah, he wasn't even born. I'm like, yeah. Damn, that's sad. <laughs> I, got, I got sad real quick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> dang, Turkey. All right, here? get out of here, Turkey Man. You're here making me sad. Have a good See you, Turkey Man. Get out of here, man. Go here reminding me. Speaking of chasing airplanes do you remember the one time you may purposely deny this story i, I don't i don't blame me if you if you do but there there was one time after butch got fired it, it was after a basketball game you thought that there's a possibility john gruden may be in the football complex so you had me sit outside the football complex for like an hour after this basketball game it was like 11 30 at night and I sat over there by the dumpsters parked 
see if John Gruden was going to come in and walk out the back door. You need to stop damn lying, man. You need to stop lying. My my mom asked me about it last week. She said, you remember that time Slade had to sit out there to look for Gruden in the football facility? Man, you for real? (laughs) I'm dead serious. It was after a a November or December basketball game, and and you said, I – Man, I heard that Gruden may be over in the football facility. It was after Butch got fired. Why, why don't you go over there and see <laughs> if, if he's going to come in or out <laughs> before you go home? Hey, I guess I guess everybody thought Gruden was coming, man. We had people at the airport and everything, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> I hate you. It was cold, too. That would sound like something I would do, man. I would make you go. I would make you go to, to something like that. You didn't make me. You said, well, why don't you go sit by the door for a minute? <laughs> oh, man. That's, this is Turkey Man's fault. Look what he did to the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're saying it was a normal Turkey Man call? <laughs> turkey Man. Talk about some dogs, man. What did Turkey Man talk about today? Oh, my goodness. No, 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 no. The best part was him saying that Francis should have come to Tennessee because Tennessee beat Miami the last time the two teams played in 2003. I like, hey, you know, Tennessee has gotten how – many, how many commitments since Francis said no to Tennessee? What, three or four? Uh, two, two. No. The, More. The Eccles kid and then today. No. No. Weathersby. That was before Francis said no. Really? Two days before. That was on a Friday. That so, was July 3rd. So it's, been, so it's been two. Yes. Who, but who, who to, come in to tomorrow? Your point, to the, who? Who come in tomorrow? Probably one of Travis Henry's kids. Stop. Who's committing on the 10th? Everybody. A linebacker? Everybody committing on the 10th. One that plays defense? No, seriously. Like, who all... That Tennessee is 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 recruiting commits on the tenth. Not saying they're gonna come to Tennessee, but there's a few guys who are committing on the tenth. What about the tomorrow or the ninth? Like it's all around the yeah, same there, time. There, there's one tomorrow. I, I'm getting all my offensive linemen mis, mixed up because all the other offensive linemen targets are announcing. Um, Lucas Simmons is going July 11th. Okay. There, yep. There we go. Uh, between but Tennessee the, the that, and Florida State, right? Y- yes. Okay. And then tomorrow is uh, oh Sham Shamrod. He's announcing tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name Umarov. at all. Yeah, him Sham Umarov from Alpharetta. He's announcing uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Hmm. Tennessee's in a good spot, yeah. Yeah, a real good spot. And then uh, Jalen Smith is a linebacker. He's announcing coming up, I, I believe. See, see what about what about uh, then, what about Dante Moore? Tennessee had the quarterback fool. Oh yeah, never mind. He going to uh, Oregon because Florida just got a, court, a quarterback commit. Today, one that flipped, flipped from, from Penn State. State. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to see no Dante Moore. Mm-mm. Let him go to Oregon. Dante Moore is good. Yes. He he might be like the 
second or third best quarterback in this class. I'm not necessarily sold on Arch, Arch Manning being the best quarterback in this class. Because his last name is Manning, and you hate Peyton Manning. That's not true. I just don't. I just think his last name got him an extra bump. I think there's other really, really good quarterbacks who are also mobile and can throw the hell out of the ball. And um, Dante Moore is one of them. So let Dante go to Oregon. We don't want him going to Florida. Don't want to see that dude. No. He he no. good. Let him go to Oregon or Michigan. For sure. For sure. Tennessee's going to have a nice couple of days coming up recruiting. Like like they have. I told you last Thursday that they would. I'm telling you this Thursday. I'm sitting here thinking about the turkey man call. Tony Vitale is going to pick up a 2040 commitment sometime over the next couple of days. Your son? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm making his decision for him. I'm that baseball parent. He's doing what I'm saying. Tony McKee? Play for Tony V. Are you naming him Tony McKee? No, because Tony choked in the playoffs this year. Excuse me? Which? Tony choked in the playoffs this year. Which Tony? Tony Vitello. I mean, he went out there swinging and pitching. I know. I'm I'm joking. I'm joking when I say that. If, if Tony had won the national championship, I would have I would have named him Tony. It, it would have been Ja, Desmond, Jaron, Kennedy, Tomlin, Juju, Najee. Tony Vitello McKee. No. Oh, no, no, I got to restart. It would have been Judge, Ja, and all the other middle names I listed. Judge, Ja, Tony Vitello McKee. It needs to be. Or we could go, or we go Ja, Judge, Tony Vitello McKee. It needs to be. order you prefer. It needs to be Claypool McKee. Nah, I don't want to advance him that much. <laughs> all right, we'll take another quick break. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Oh, Turkey Man. Be right back. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon, and go Vols! Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. 
Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead and Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. It is Thursday. It's, oh my gosh, it's already 927. Best day of the week still, July the 7th. Ben, um, I missed you on Monday. Where was you, man? You're supposed to be coming by. Shoot some fireworks. What you didn't you, hit me up. You, you didn't give me a time. What you, what, you, what you talking about, man? I was sitting there waiting on you. Well, I, I got to thinking, you know, and I, I I got to thinking about how you you didn't give me a time that, that you would be done on the smoker. And then I got to thinking about your oldest child. Then I got to thinking about your middle child. Then I got to thinking about your, your youngest child. And I said, forget them kids. <laughs> and I said, here. All right, Jordan. Michael Jordan. Forget them kids. Blank forget them, them kids. gremlins. <laughs> All right, now. Don't let me get, don't let me get <laughs> boss lady in here. She put them hands on I you. Scared her. She put the. We don't know where you live, but if we did, we'll pull up. I know where you live. I know you do. We pull and up I, with the fireworks. And, have judge over there peeing on himself. And I know the code to get into your house. I changed the code. With, with, with your big old dog that 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 they get scared when somebody rolls up on. No, nah, he 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 ain't scared now. He had the healer dude like, oh, 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 hold on now, hold on now. Ace was ready to roll. Ace was ready to get it. 865-255-03. I want to say that's the that's the biggest things. Um, we cover kind of the biggest things that have happened over the last last couple of days. Um, let's see if we can check my notes here. Uh-huh. John the Eccles. Uh-huh. IMG commit. That's that's be a long time until he actually signed. Got to make sure we put that pressure on him and keep it there for um, next 12 months or next 16 to 18 months. Uh, keep the pressure there on him. Offensive line, commitments potentially on the way. Got a defensive lineman last week. You got a linebacker potentially committing in a couple of days. And it's July. Tennessee's in a pretty good spot in July. Top 10 class. Not bad. Mississippi Vols says Sheldon is uh, benching 345. Jeez. Dang. He already benched 345. Dang. That's a lot of weight in high school. I thought I was doing something benching 300 coming in from high school. He already at 345? My most was like 
385, 390 in college. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I was doing 220 as a high school senior. So what you got to say about that? I mean, I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying, like, this is impressive. Uh, Dave from the 423 says, Ben, already got junior signed up for 1U baseball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and he will be giving the the Jordan Beck salute rounding the bases. That's, that's what you're teaching over there in the McKee household? That's what we're doing, man? Uh, no. He, he will get a whooping if he does that. I do mama. not condone that. I'm telling your mom. He won't, he won't make it out of the dugout before he hears from me. He he will get the treatment that I once got when I accidentally said the F word when I squared around the bunt and didn't get out of the way in time, got hit on the hand, and it really hurt, and I accidentally let out the F bomb. And uh, my, my dad had some words for me in the dugout in the middle of the game. Accidentally? No, I, I really did. It wasn't an accident. You, you said – that you say you said that word a lot, not around your parents, and it slipped. Just say it slipped. It slipped. No, no I, I legitimately, accidentally, legitimately, accidentally said it when I got hit on the hands by a fastball. It did not feel good. Nobody on the text box believes that, man. No, I mean I don't expect them to. We don't believe that you accidentally said a cuss word when you was, when you was younger in a baseball field. Yeah, I don't care. Tony Vitello would have been proud of me. I would have fit in right in with his baseball team. Oh, he would have gave you an offer on the spot. <laughs> well, he, w- he would have been disappointed that I didn't drop two of them at the umpire's <laughs> direction in the batter's box. Oh, man. Love me some Tony Vitello, man. I got, since everything's I'm calmed down a little bit, Tony. I got, since everything's calmed down a little bit, I got to, I got to holler at my boy Tony Vitello, man. Uh, he is not in town, sir. I can't holler at him when he's when he out of town. I mean, you can, can't, but I know I, why you're hollering at him. I can't check on him. Get your jersey. Make sure you all right. I wouldn't even talk about my jersey, but I would. I would like to have it though. Well, he he doesn't he doesn't care about you anymore since you broke up with me. Nah, man, I ain't broke up with you. We on we on the show right now. Anyways, Ben <laughs> is hitting them where it hurts. Mississippi Vol. Aaron says haven't been able to tune in much on Thursday nights, but I'm sure uh, you guys get this every week. It's Great to hear you guys on the radio. There's a void in the mornings without you guys. Appreciate it. Aaron, thanks for the love. Count says love hearing the best show in town. Thank you, Counts. Uh, Josh Virginia says, man, it's good to hear, good to listen to you guys again. <laughs> Missy Vaughn said, let me find out Swain has a son in northern PA. No. Uh-uh. We no. said Travis Henry earlier, not Jason Swain. No, I ain't got no sons out there. Mm-mm. That you know of. I mean, if I did, you need to come on and let a brother know because he, he about he about it's, it's about committing time. I know he a baller. You know who your son is? I know he a baller. It's committing time. You know who your son is? Who? He's already in college. Plays wide receiver for Purdue. His name is Brock. <laughs> no, I never named my kid Brock. Stop. It'd be Javante, and he have dreads. <laughs> and he'll only catch touchdowns. Doesn't make a single other catch. Only catches touchdowns. That's it. That's it. That's it. Oh man, I'm kind of nervous though about that whole having a son out there. Oh man. Well, that, that's not possible. You're you're zero for three, and I'm one for one. I bat a thousand. You don't get any hits. Yeah, there's zero percent chance I got a son out there. 
All my kids are in this house eating up all the damn food, making me go to the grocery store and buy all these high-ass groceries. That's what they're doing right now. That's what they're doing. And they, and they look just like you. No mistaking your kids. It's time for some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches up in here. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'll be taking them to the grocery store so they can see it. Y'all see these high-ass prices? Y'all see, y'all see this? Y'all see the price of this? It's went up. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for everybody. Everybody's getting one. Now, my kids are here in the house. Don't do that to me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, Mr. Duvall says, please ignore all the Big Francis questions. I know, man. I know. Who's Big Francis? <laughs> Josh asked me that a couple couple days ago. He brought up Francis. And I was like, who? I don't know Francis. But I do know Cam Sheldon, and I do know Cam Sutton, who joined the show on Joshua Swain today. And um, Ben, you'll be proud, man. He did a great job as you're rocking your, your, your Santonio home shirt. And got your, How dare you? Troy Palomalu. Oh, my bad. I thought that was a one in a ten. No, 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 no. Troy Palomalu, his Hall of Fame jersey. Thank my, you very much. My bad, my bad. One of the, uh, one of the three people responsible for me being a Steelers fan. My bad, my bad, my bad. I Can you it, guess the other two? Um, Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Palomalu, Heinz Ward, yes, even despite him being a Georgia Bulldog, and my absolute favorite, Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis is the reason I'm a Steelers fan, because as a kid, I was a simpleton, as many kids are. Was. I thought, I, I, I still am. Uh, I, I thought the fact that his nickname was The Bus was cool. So I played with them on Madden all the time, and I, I was too too young to kind of recognize the Titans because they were fairly new to the state of Tennessee. So stuck with the Steelers. That's, that's your story about how you became a Steelers fan? Yep. I, I as a kid, loved Jerome Bettis. And my parents didn't have a, a favorite NFL team. They, they kind of just followed Peyton. So they, they like the Colts, and then they like the Broncos. And I just always, I always rooted for Peyton and the Colts a little bit. But I, I like Jerome Bettis and the Steelers because his nickname was The Bus. And as a kid, I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then I played with the Steelers on Madden all the time and handed it to the bus a thousand times, and I just stuck with them. I th- as a kid, I thought the terrible towel was cool. I liked their uniforms. Stuck with them. You're right. You were a simpleton. I mean, what? I, I was living in New York at the time. I, I didn't care about the Giants or the Jets, although I did like Chad Pennington for some reason. Don't really know why. Because he's from the same hometown as you. <laughs> All right. I didn't know that. At, I didn't know that at the time, though. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Same hometown. I, you know, it, you want to know how much of a simpleton I was? I loved Tyson Ward because he was a, a receiver that just n- deep pleated. Folks, I had no idea he was. He went to Georgia uh, until much later after liking Heinz Ward. I was a kid. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't keep up with colleges in that sense. In that way, I kept up with Tennessee, and that was it. All right, Ben, you put people to sleep while talking about the Steelers. So let's take. At some- least I don't jump on and off the bandwagon <laughs> like you do with your Chicago Bulls. <laughs> uh, hey, this ain't about me. This is about you and the Steelers. Now, 
before we wrap up, I want to open the floor for folks on the text box who have any other questions or any other comments before we uh, before we wrap up. Want to make sure that we get everyone's questions uh, answered that we can, because we'll keep it real up until a certain extent, and that's keeping it real. No, I, I keep it real. You no. want to know anything? I'll answer it right now. You, you've got three minutes to ask anything you want, and I'll be completely honest. You sure? I'll even tell people how I really feel about Austin Price. <laughs> All right. You know? All right, let's see what's, Let's see how bold you really are. Let me refresh this text box. All right, you got one question that says, how do you really feel about Austin Price. I'm just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, Joshua Virginia says, any transfers on the horizon for this coming year? Are we talking baseball? Are we talking football? I'm assuming Josh is talking baseball. Because I'm assuming he's talking football. It's football season. Well, I mean, but baseball players are actually transferring right now. Like, all those, there's still good baseball players that can be transferring right now. All the good football players, they have already Selected their destination. You still in the portal yeah. as a football player? Like, how good are you? Yeah. Well, now they have the new portal deadline dates. So if, if you're going into the portal right now as a football player, then you want to be eligible for this season anyway. So if Josh was asking about football, he is no, football. football. No, no, no transfers on the horizon. No. Unless one just completely comes out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, they, they were looking at the, uh, I forget his name. He chose not to come to Tennessee, so I deleted his name from my memory bank. Running back from Sam Houston State, he actually ended up uh, at Kentucky with D. Beckwith. What was your reaction? I haven't talked to you about D. Beckwith. What was your reaction to D. Beckwith choosing the, the transfer to Kentucky? I was surprised. I, I, was, I wasn't surprised that D. Beckwith picked Kentucky because I, I, don't, I, I think that's a good landing spot for him. Why is a good landing spot, Ben? It's a good football program right now. But why is that a good landing spot for him? There's a lot of good football programs out there, but if you couldn't play at Tennessee at running back, and Kentucky's running backs as a group has been better over the last couple of years, how in the hell are you going to play up there? No, no, but that's why I, I was surprised from Kentucky's part that they took him. That, that's where my surprise okay. came from was that Kentucky – took him for D Beckwith personally what you just said how they continually have good running backs seems like he could go there and potentially develop into a, a solid running back or a solid football player um so I was I thought it was a good decision on his part just because can say what you will about Kentucky I love joking on them too but they are a good football program no right I, mean, now. They, I was they, surprised they, that, they are. that they took him yeah yeah I mean we're gonna tell the truth know, I don't think he's gonna play there Unless he switches positions, I I would be stunned if he plays running back at Kentucky. Here's, they they lack tight ends, they lack receivers. It, well, and they they did bring in a new offensive coordinator who was the quarterbacks coach at the 49ers, and he wants to to run a little bit of what Kyle Shanahan is running. Uh, and they would prefer to have a fullback and, and kind of use him like a Kyle Uschek. Maybe you could use D Beckwith in a in a fullback type of role that can catch out of the backfield and, and do a couple of different things. Maybe maybe that's how they vision him. But I, I I just would be surprised if he plays running back there. 
But the thing about D Beckwith is, and, and first before I continue, like I hope he's super successful. Like I hope he goes up there and kills it uh, and balls out. I don't want him to help Kentucky beat Tennessee or anything, but like I want him to be successful. But I was surprised when I first saw that he went to, to Kentucky. The, the reason why is because like remember when he was here and at least once a show, Ben, it was. Where's D. Beckwith? Why did I play D. Beckwith? As if it was like the coach's fault that he wasn't playing. And I hate when sometimes we do that just because Alvin Kamara didn't play over her. And that was obviously the coach's fault. Doesn't mean that it's the coach's fault when a player that you think should be playing but has no, no business playing because he hasn't earned the right to play yet. Like, I hate when people do that. They try to just blame it on the coach because they, they got this in their mind that this guy should be playing, but they ain't seen nam bit of practice and don't know what the player's doing or not doing. But anyways, so, like, when we got these questions about D. Beckwith, why is he not playing, it was solely because of how big he is and how athletic he is and how versatile he was coming out of high school. And if, if, he, if it didn't work at running back, then, well, hell, just put him, put him at tight end. Like, that was – what everyone was saying, just put him in tight end. But, like, the more I started to think about, and I we shared, I shared this on the show, we talked about it in, de- in detail, it just didn't make sense that someone that wasn't getting PT at running back wasn't even getting PT on special teams. And I was like, yo, that's a red flag. That is a red flag. If you're not playing on special teams, that means they just don't mess with you at all. And if you are not physical enough to play running back because remember running backs coach mentioned the fact that pad level need to get down had to be more physical so if you can't be physical at running back how the hell are you gonna be physical at tight end when you're gonna be hitting more big dudes in the trenches so like it doesn't matter if you go to kentucky tennessee kansas state football is physical so until he embraces the physicality understands pad level He's going to continue to have an issue getting consistent playing time. Now, I hope he has changed that, and I hope he's super successful. Like I said there at the beginning, I hope he is successful. But I was surprised that a team that right now is basically, I won't say neck and neck as a program. I think Kentucky's program is healthier, even though Tennessee's has been more successful in the last couple of games against the more healthy program. But, like, I was surprised that you have a, a Kentucky program that's kind of right there with Tennessee at, at the moment. Take him. Like, I was surprised. Yeah. But, again, I hope he's successful. Well, and the other thing to consider as well is Chris Rodriguez, who is a terrific back. I, I spoke glowingly about him last oh, yeah. fall, how I trouble. thought he was one of the best running backs in the SEC. He's in trouble right now. No, and he may not even be – available to play I, I don't know if you know Swain but I, I can't think of exactly what he's in trouble for e- either it was a DUI uh or, or a drug got caught with drugs or, or drug charges something along those lines he may not be eligible uh, or available he may be suspended DUI uh, season so yeah, yeah he played guilty there. a couple days ago yeah. to DUI, DUI so I guess he right. I guess he but thought he was on a basketball team you can't do that Kentucky. yeah not not as a football player that that is for sure and I, I, but that wouldn't cost him an entire season. And, and there's people up there in, in Lexington talking as if he's going to miss the entire season. So I don't know if there's a another wrinkle to 
to his story. Um, but they they took two running backs, and the whole reason we got on this conversation, obviously, I asked you about D, D Beckwith, but they also took a running back from Sam Houston State that Tennessee was kind of feeling out mm-hmm. uh, as, as well. So they took two running backs, if you include D Beckwith in that category. Um, and I, I think part of the reason is because of the uncertainty of whether or not Chris Rodriguez is is going to be available this season. And that's not only big for that position, but that's, that's big for that offense and that team because Chris Rodriguez, one of the best running backs in the SEC. Uh, Kyle asked Swain uh, with our receiver room, what is their ceiling? Um, roof. The ceiling is roof. I'm, I'm hearing Brew is a freak of athlete. He is really fast at his size. Uh, he hasn't played football in a very long time, so you have to take that into consideration. Um, he has a chance to be to be to be really really good, special for for Tennessee. Uh, the depth of the wide receiver, wide receiver room needs to it needs to improve. It's not where it needs to be. It's just it's just not. So I'm nervous about the receiver room. Uh, you are. And- yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it, I do have confidence in in the receiver room. I worry about the depth. I I think Cedric Tillman will have a terrific season if he stays healthy. I think Brew McCoy will have a terrific season as as well. I, I think he'll have a breakout season, quite frankly, because yes, he had the off the field issues at USC, but the main reason he wasn't playing at USC wasn't because it was like his own doing or, or something wrong with him football wise. He was behind a bunch of talented receivers. That, that was his problem. Go look at all the receivers that USC has put in the league the last couple of years. That's the main reason why he wasn't uh, a bigger factor. And then you, you add the off the field stuff and it, it just didn't really work out. So I think Brew McCoy is going to have a, a breakout season, but then who's going to step up? with those guys even if a Jalen Hyatt can step up if a Jimmy Callaway can step up those are only three or four guys right there uh and, and then after that it, it's like you're relying on a bunch of of freshmen and I'm excited about the freshmen Squirrel White has added great weight I think he's added 15 pounds Dude. since he's been here Dude. he got here at 145 Swain yeah. I, I don't know if you you and Josh have talked about that. I know Austin has talked about that, so maybe he's mentioned it with, with you all. But he's up to 160, and that's still not where he needs to be, but just crazy compared to what he was when he came in. So I think Squirrel's going to be a really good football player. I think Caleb Webb is going to be awesome yep. here. He's the NFL, he's the NFL dude. I, I agree. I, he he kind of reminds me of Josh Palmer uh, in terms of trajectory, not, not in terms of playing style. That's more your ball game. But in terms of developing over the years, I think he'll follow a path similar to Josh Palmer. If it's not quicker, I think Caleb Webb's going to be awesome. I hear decent things about Chad Nimrod, um, and, and we'll see how he pans out. But you have those freshmen after those three or four veterans. Where does Walker Merrill fit in? I, I think he has a skill set. But what you just said about D back with his special teams, Walker Merrill can't even get on special teams. That, that's a little bit concerning to me. Can, can he find the niche? in this offense, and then Cam Miller's moved over to the defensive side of the ball and is playing safety, working out with safeties uh, at, at the moment. So that's one less freshman receiver. So I, I'm, I'm nervous just because of all of the question marks. I, I think Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy will have outstanding seasons. But after that, it's a huge question mark, and you need more than two receivers. Yeah, 
you know, Jalen Hyatt's not working, folks. I mean, I am hearing yeah, that. Yeah, he's got to prove it. Yeah, I agree. Got to prove it. Got to prove when the lights are on during the game, and uh, when those when those footsteps, when you hear those footsteps when the ball's in the air, you still got to be able to bring it down and, and and run through catches and run through tackles and go score. So, uh, you know, got to see that that game speed on display on Saturday. So, I'm hearing good reports about about Hyatt, but we, we got to see it. We got to see it to to believe it, and um, I mean I believe he's putting in the work, but it just doesn't matter if you put on any work in practice and you don't do it in the game. So, uh, but I am hearing good stuff about Hyde for those that 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 you know care about uh, care about that. All right. USDA Vols says, happy Thirsty Thursday, fellas. Even though they are committed elsewhere, do you think the Vols will keep swinging hard at Carnell and Malioa or just keep it moving? Thanks for taking the time out for all of us fans. I think they're keeping it moving. Cause, I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of know what it's going to take to get those guys, and I don't think it's worth it. Carnell's not going anywhere. I would be stunned. Uh, he he's always had his he always mindset on yeah. Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and that's okay because you know why? There's other good players. People may not know this, but there's other good players in the country. And um, yep, I met Nathan uh, Leacock. Who? Ain't that his name? The receiver. The receiver from North Carolina? Yes, I just wanted to hear you say it again. I can't wait to your father. Um, but I met him at spring practice. It was the last scrimmage. I met him. And um, they got him listed as 6'2". He's a big old boy. He ain't no damn 6'2". He tall. No, I saw him at the airport two, the, the last week. Two weekends ago, the weekend before July 4th, the last recruiting weekend, he was here for an official visit. Uh, I, I could see him making a decision here really, really soon. Uh, and, and he loved the connection with Nico. And Nico was in his ear heavily. And as you were pointing out, that that is something, the first thing I noticed about him when I saw him at the airport, this dude is big. He, he, is, he is very big. Yeah, long strider. And um, I click on the link, it's at 6'3", but yeah, he... I got a chance to meet him in uh, in person, and um, yo, know, he he got a chance to be to be really good. I won't say he's as athletic as a Justin Hunter, but the way he runs, long strider, reminds me a little bit of him. That's the only comparison I'm making with Justin Hunter. Okay, just <laughs> just the long strides, nothing else, nothing else. Uh, but you do have him out there, and Tennessee's in a good position. Are you concerned about NC State? With uh, Leacock, or you, you just like, yeah, Tennessee's good. No, okay, just just want to make sure. Not at the moment. Not sure. not if if he makes a decision relatively soon, I I think it'll be good news for Tennessee. If it drags on, how how could you not worry about the North Carolina schools? But if, if a decision is made here rather quickly, then I I I would not be concerned about NC State. Ben McKee, Jason Swain here with you on a Thursday. Thank you for making the Swain event party for your evening. If you're listening live, um, 
if you're listening on the podcast, thank you for, for being with us, rocking with us, and uh, appreciate all the support. Same time tomorrow. Same time next week, not tomorrow. We should have did a show on the 4th of July, man. That would have been cool. I would just sit here chilling. Yeah, we should have did that. I think I would sleep, though. Waiting on, wait on this baby to pop out. I think... I would have wanted to do it in the morning, but I was I was asleep at seven, I think, on four. Morning, Swain. Let's go back. To, let's do I, a, let's I, do a show at seven on the holiday, man. When I when I ain't working, uh, you know, sports animal. Yeah, uh, if you pay my talent fee, we can. All right, we'll try to do that next next holiday I, when I I'm off. Count, go ahead. I can count on one hand the amount of times I have woken up before seven a.m. Since we stopped doing the show, yeah, oh. don't worry. And it's lovely. Don't worry. You gonna need some more hands to count how many times you are gonna wake up before seven in a couple yes, days. Yes, I, I know. My, <laughs> I, and I have really been sleeping as much as I can lately because I know that that sleep is about to disappear. Oh yeah, about to change, my friend. But hey, it's worth it. It's well worth it. Ben McKee for Ben McKee. I'm Jason Swain. Hope everyone has a great, great evening. Thank you for your time. Peace and love. We are out.